You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. It's your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a good show for you today. A little NFL, a little Major League Baseball World Series. Danny, these Green Bay Packers suck. They lost to the Detroit Lions 15-9, and I said it, and I called it, Danny. I called it. I said, I don't even know if Green Bay is going to be able to beat Detroit. And I was right. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, he had 291 passing yards, but boy, three picks in the red zone. You kidding me? You can't point the figure at no one else but you, Aaron Rodgers. Don't even think about saying we got to be better. I got to be get better. How about that? Start off with you. Mm-hmm. I got to get better, Aaron Rodgers. And here's the thing about it, Danny. There are reports that Green Bay aggressively went after uh, the likes of Waller from uh, the tight end from the Las Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. and also Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They obviously didn't get either one of them. Pittsburgh Steelers thought the Bears trade and the picks that they would receive would be better off than what the Green Bay Packers uh, picks would, would amount to based upon the records. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this, Danny. How stupid could a Packers front office be? You mean tell me you're going to give up on a Hall of Famer, i.e. Devontae Adams, to go ahead and just turn around and get another receiver? Now, don't get me wrong. Claypool's good. Mm-hmm. But he ain't no Devontae Adams. No. Devontae Adams has been all pro for how many years? He's a Hall of Famer. Let's just put it like that. And you mean tell me you're going to go after a Claypool, another receiver. And again, nothing against Claypool, but you're going to go after a receiver who is not as good, and you're going to go ahead and use the picks that you just received from the trade with Las Vegas Raiders? This is just mind-blowing. You already had a quality receiver in-house. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was cater to him. All you had to do was go ahead and pay him. All you had to do was communicate with them. Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers front office really messed this up. Let's just be real. And they're trying to save face. Mm-hmm. And they realize just how bad this offense is. Not only that, Danny, but, man, Devontae Adams covered a lot of the Green Bay Packers' woes. Now, the offensive line last year was better than it is this year. I mean, injuries, et cetera, but they're at least, they were at least a little bit more consistent last year. This year, I don't know what the hell going on. Injuries, yes, but, man, this offensive line looks terrible. And let me just say, would Devontae Adams cover up a little bit of that? Yes. 
I'm tell you why. The route running would have been great. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers would have thrown on the ball. And oh, by the way, you would have had uh, another receiver. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, you have a couple of receivers hurt, but just think about when they come back along, paired with Devontae Adams. You would have been able to spread the ball out a little bit more. Uh, you would have had that medium route running. You would have had a uh, you know a long uh, route running. Danny, this is just terrible, man. Packers are atrocious, and I would just about to just turn this TV off and not even watch them at all. I'm leaning towards that route. Why should I spend my Sunday watching a pathetic performance? What the hell's going on, man? Are you kidding me? And then play the dog on Dallas Cowboys next on national TV. Play the Tennessee Titans. Their schedule is not getting any easier. So yes, you go. You're gonna have to play with the guys you have, and you're gonna have to win with the guys you have, Aaron Rodgers. But man, you gotta play better. What say you, Danny? Jason, when that ball hit off that <laughs> defensive lineman's head yesterday, come on, man. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't look good for come Green on, Bay. Uh, and then Rodgers to the the next one in the red zone because they drove on Detroit. Multiple times in that game. Yeah. Yeah, they but did. They just man. couldn't convert. Can't convert. And Detroit has the worst defense in the NFL. You put Come up on, a nine spot. You kidding me? And it it didn't get any better because it was like injury after injury. It was like every other mm-hmm. play, somebody was walking off the field hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Gary may have a torn ACL. Yeah. Yep. Jones may have uh miss uh, a significant injury with the ankle sounds like mm-hmm. he may be playing next week but all in all man it was and truth be told jared golf was trying to give them the game yeah, <laughs> i don't know much. who he was throwing to pretty much i mean they show some of the views where he was throwing right to the packer defenders there was not even a lion in sight nate he either skipped the ball to him or they dropped the pass but it wasn't like Jared Goff was doing anything special. So they, it was a great opportunity to just destroy Detroit, and they missed that opportunity. And with you, like what you said, the upcoming schedule, the Cowboys like to run the ball. The Titans, that's all they do is run the ball. That's all they do, man. So those are going to be some tough games. And I just don't know what to expect next week. Or the following weeks, um, what this team? There's got to be a time where they're just gonna all of a sudden something's gonna happen where they'll get a win. It's just against who is the question. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like I said yesterday, they should destroy them, and yeah. they fell way short. And hey, give credit to Detroit's defense; mm-hmm. they made some good plays, mm-hmm. and they exposed Rodgers on a couple plays where he threw he threw the ball short or. It just wasn't there for him. So kudos to the Lions for getting win number two this season. I'll say this, Danny. There were, you know, with fans talking about we should have trade traded Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't I don't think that. You should have kept your wide receiver in Devontae Adams. Pay and that they extra got Devontae, mo- and they could have got him on the cheap yeah. two years ago. Yeah. 
So that's that's in a sense the front office telling the players just to go play ball and we'll handle the front office. Okay, well, we, we see what y'all doing or mm-hmm. not doing. So Danny, your your Atlanta Falcons uh drops another one uh twenty to seventeen against the San Diego Chargers. Excuse me, the LA Chargers. Uh, and Justin Herbert, 30 for 43, 245 yards, a touchdown. Um, but your Falcons could fall short. What say you? Jason, I mentioned this last week when we previewed week nine. The Chargers are the AFC version of us, the Falcons. And this game did not disappoint. Again, the fourth quarter game. But there are some key plays in this game. One was London. We're in the red zone. About to go take the lead. London gets stripped. He's running on the 10. Khalil Mack just takes the ball from him. And they charges go down and do what they do. Mariota couldn't hit any pass over 10 yards. He had Kyle Pitts multiple times down the field. Pitts was wide open. And Mariota couldn't hit him. But the play yesterday that tore my heart out, Chargers are going, they're killing the clock because they're in field goal position. We don't have any timeouts left. And Eckler fumbles. Lyman picks. First off, the DB from the Falcons was sitting there looking at the ball. I don't know why he didn't pick the ball up. But the lineman had the wherewithal to say, Hey, man, it's a live ball. He picked it up. He starts running, and I'm sitting there screaming, man, just go down, go down, because he goes down. I think there's about 30 seconds left in the game. We could get in field goal position, you know. Granted, we don't have any timeouts, or we just go to overtime. He thinks he, he turns into Walter Payton, and he goes to shake, and he goes right. Or he goes to his left, the ball just flew out of his hands. And the Chargers picked the ball. <laughs> it was so Chargers Falcons. I don't know what to say on that whole ordeal. Needless to say, Chargers get the ball back. Herbert completes a pass to Palmer, gets them a field goal position. They kick the field goal and win. It was it was heartbreaking because the Chargers were down two of their top receivers. It was a game we had plenty of opportunities to win. We didn't have a receiver over 30 yards in this game. Nope. We ran the ball really well. Yep, 201 yards. And there were times where they just kept throwing, and it looked similar to the Super Bowl where it's like, you're dominating them on the ground. Why would you start throwing? Mariota wasn't on. Stick with the ground game. Cordero Patterson came back, had two touchdowns, so it was great to see him back. So this one may come to bite them back, come back to bite them in the end, because this was a game definitely they should have won, and they let slip away literally, literally and figuratively. So it was it was tough, Jay. It was a tough watch. Also in the NFL, Danny, the Eagles remain undefeated to go eight and zero, and where they actually went ahead and and beat the uh, Houston Texans twenty nine seventeen. Jalen Hurts. Uh, 21 for 27 for 243 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, they continue to grind. They continue to win, man. Um, 
the other uh game of note here uh the Jets beat the Bills mm-hmm. whoa oh oh the Jets may be for real man Allen didn't have a great game 205 yards two picks uh man the Jets may be for real the Vikings they go seven and one think they may be for real unfortunately uh Kirk Cousins 265 yards two touchdowns passing the ball um Danny the Raiders let me just say this man real quickly the Raiders had a 17 point lead man and they went ahead and gave it up yet again this is like maybe the second third time in the season mm-hmm. uh this season that they have given up a 17 point lead man I don't still know what's going on with the Raiders but they are two and six uh and I know Devontae Adams is not happy even though he had 10 receptions for 146 yards two touchdowns he ain't happy because they ain't winning yeah um and all uh and danny one other game of note here new england patriots goes ahead and beats the indianapolis colts 26 to 3 the reason why this is so important is because on today the indianapolis colts goes ahead and fires Frank Wright as a head coach and they put in drum roll please as the interim head coach Jeff Saturday are you kidding me are you kidding me listen man when I told when I saw this uh, I actually got a text message from a good friend I was like okay I mean Jeff Frank Wright getting fired, that was to be expected. I think they're trying to gear up for uh Peyton to get Peyton and everything, according to uh my sources, my bo- some fellas, uh <laughs> or who who they want. Yeah. But the shocker was the interim head coach being named as this Saturday. Now, according to ESPN, uh it says although Saturday was hired to be the interim coach. From outside the organization, the move does not violate the Rooney rule, which requires teams to interview minority candidates for head coaching vacancies. Uh, the NFL told ProFootballTalk.com. Uh, another thing here, Danny, uh, I was trying to figure out where did Jeff Saturday get some coaching experience? It says here, according to ESPN, uh, that Jeff Saturday was 47, six-time Pro Bowl center played 13 seasons for the Colts and is of course currently an ESPN analyst has been a consultant for the team. And of course is in the ring of honor. He also was head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy in Dakota, Georgia for three seasons. Danny, are you kidding me? It's nothing against Jeff Saturday. Okay. It's just he's interim coach. He he hasn't coached in the NFL. He played in the NFL. Okay, I give him that. It's just that what about the assistant coaches that's been waiting to have a head coaching job? Mm -hmm. What about uh, the black coaches that has been assistant coaches for years, decades, who would like to get a shot? Now, granted, this is just interim for the rest of the season, but I'm curious to see where this goes. What happens if the coach start winning? Are they going to hire him to be a full-time head coach? 
more than likely. So where does that leave assistant coaches who's been assisting for quite some time? Mm-hmm. Or offensive coordinators who've been offensive coordinating for some time, defense, et cetera. This goes on and on, Danny. My point is this. I don't know where this is come. This came from. Nobody saw this coming. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> just interesting times. What say you, Danny? I thought he should have been gone when they tricked that game off at the beginning of the season against Houston. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought yep. they would – I don't know what took the, the uh, Indianapolis Colts so long to fire him. You know, like I said, people got sacrificed along the way and not him. Matt Ryan, the kicker, others. But for them to go with Jeff Saturday over all these people that are sitting in the organization, currently coaching on their staff, that's that speaks volumes. How do how do they approach next week? Seeing him come in, and it's like, all right, there's a couple of people that are rumored for head coaching jobs on the staff themselves. To see this happen, how does this dynamic work? So, got to keep a close eye on Indianapolis and what happens here, and how they just this just is a mess. I don't know what else to say. It was just a mess. So. <laughs> They just went all over the place, and Frank Reich, like I said, he they didn't perform. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was his time was way overdue. But now this this thing is just a circus all over again with them, and we'll have to monitor the situation and how they speak to this, since this is fresh news. And Danny. Before we jump off here, we have to give a huge, huge shout out to none other than Dusty Baker. The Houston Astros actually went ahead and won the uh, World Series and everything. But, man, it was so good to see Dusty Baker get his first one as a manager. And there's been reports out there uh, that says this is the first World Series for Dusty Baker, which is not true. I wish they would go ahead and do their research. Dusty Baker actually won a uh, World Series back in 1981 uh, when he played with none other than the L.A. Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And that year with the Dodgers, and Dusty Baker was balling, man. Dusty Baker batted 320. That was batting average, man. He was an all-star. Dusty was doing great things man i mean uh obviously the game has changed since he uh played and everything uh but man dusty was the truth and just think about the history that dusty has man to play with mm-hmm. so so many greats yep henry hank aaron he played with man you kidding me the stories that dusty baker has man I would imagine it would just be awesome. I, I can't wait for a book or something like that of those stories. And maybe he has one out there and maybe I just need to go get, but man, I, congratulations to Dusty Baker, man. And the celebration uh, of the teammates, uh, the man, the managerial staff with Dusty after that last out was just something to behold, man. I'm happy for Dusty. I, I looked at all the interviews he did post post game and everything uh, and man, I was just elated for him. Now the rest of the Astros, I, you know, it's a sore spot because allegedly they were found mm-hmm. uh, cheating uh, a few years ago. Um, there was some 
changes happening after uh, that incident. But man, I could care less about the Astros. I care more about Dusty Baker and the many years that he has been in the uh, game of baseball. What say you, Danny? Yeah, Jason, I echo those sentiments. Dusty's been around a long time, man, and he's been chasing that ring from a managerial standpoint. And this this series was tough. And Mm -hmm. if you remember in game five, Chase McCormick made that catch in the outfield. He banged into the wall. Yep. That was huge, man, Mm -hmm. because if he doesn't make that play, it may have been it may have been a different result from a series pr- perspective because mm-hmm. the Phillies were right there. So mm-hmm. hats off to the Phillies for putting on a great postseason performance throughout the playoffs, not just the World Series. And like and Dusty took over a team. No one really wanted to coach or manage the Astros because all the stuff that was going on with them. Mm-hmm. And for him to do what he did, come in and take that team to the World Series, win the World Series. At in this day and age, with the veteran, like the game is analytics and it's not played the same way that it used to be when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. But all in all, man, he's had a great career, and this is one where he can hang his hat on and ride off into the sunset if he wants because he's on top. He goes out on top. If that's up to him, I know yep. he loves the game of baseball, he loves being around the guys and everything, and he's been around forever. From mm-hmm. my standpoint, because I've we've seen him ever since we were little. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, congratulations to him. Uh, congratulations to the Astros. <laughs> and uh, yeah, their parades going on went on today, and I know they'll have a lot to celebrate. Thank you for joining us at Back Porch Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.